Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. No nickname today. None for Dwayne either. Sorry, bud. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been doing that, but today we're both tired because we yeah. recorded a really good show last night with Sinclair yeah. Octavius Bentley. Yep. And hopefully everybody's had a chance to check that out. If you haven't checked it out yet, go check it out. Uh, it's, it's on all of our audio platforms and YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, you know, so we had basically, we had a two part series on Black History Month. And I think we that did. was actually really that was cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, very good conversations mm-hmm. uh, with Sinclair by himself. And then, of course, we had Joe Pro James. Like the shirt. <laughs> yep. uh, Matt Mims and Devin Graves, you know, on the show before that. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, we can do uh, shows like that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't... Those, are, those are conversations that need to be had. Yeah. And it's like a lot of people are, like we've, like everybody said on both shows, a lot of people are still uncomfortable having those conversations. And I'm just glad we could, you know, put those conversations out there for people to listen to and maybe learn something from. Right. And I will say this, this will be one of the few times we ever, ever talk about politics, but I'll say it does not bother me in the least to have a conversation like that. And I'm considered mm-hmm. conservative. Dwellington's considered not conservative. It's hard for me to call you a liberal just because I think sometimes you're more left-leaning libertarian. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Just knowing you as long as what I have. And, and sometimes I, I think of myself as a right-leaning libertarian, mm-hmm. you know, but either way, like I said, it's never bothered me to have a conversation like that because right. I'm, you know, we can speak intelligently, <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. If you can have, if you can have an intelligent conversation, it really should not matter, you know, period. So, uh, but anyway, I mean, so yeah, there was, there was a good, uh, good series and hopefully, you know, we can have some more like that. Um, just kind of talk about social issues as much as what we can without starting to get into politics, Yeah, you know, cause that's where we kind of go. Okay. Let's kind of, because we're starting to get off of wrestling, we're starting to get into other mm-hmm. stuff. But thankfully, neither one mm-hmm. really did that. Nope. You know, so, uh, but anyway, I just want to give thank you know say a big old thank you to Sinclair and to Joe Pro and to Matt Mims and Devin for doing that for us. That was mm-hmm. uh, very just super of them to do that. So yeah. Uh, but tonight we're going to be talking about something that actually kind of came up during I know yesterday's conversation with Sinclair. We're going to be talking about the upcoming WrestleMania or really what i'm calling the bumpy road to this year's wrestlemania yeah, yeah. and they, uh, need to, they need to pave that road real quick because it's not really yes, good right now <laughs> uh, okay i gotta write that down in my notes <laughs> <laughs> must uh, pave a road okay must pave road i'm gonna put that in the notes <laughs> in, you know, for the, the show description uh but yeah, because uh, it's supposed to happen the first weekend of April, uh-huh. I think April 3rd. Yeah. And right now, I mean, they've, they've just got a little over a month, and it's like they still, from what I've reports that I've seen, um, they still don't have everything laid out. Mm. Usually, you know, usually by the time, usually by the time it's Rumble season, they already have their WrestleMania plans. Yep. you know laid out and then they you know they work the rumble and go from there but i've heard you know i've been hearing that they still don't have everything laid out of what everybody's going to do on the show oh that's scary and they've but, got two nights to fill mm. i'll tell you an event that was not scary 
and that was the Northern Wrestling Federation Rumble from uh, this past Saturday night. Dude, you missed a great, great show. I, I watched, was, I did watch Busting Loose, and I've seen clips on Twitter, and it looks like it was an awesome show. Oh yeah, uh, and I'll have to say, yes, I made the prediction. I've never, <laughs> I've never actually predicted a Royal Rumble correctly before, and I did the other night. I said Adam Swayze was going to win it, become the new NWF Heavyweight Champion, and he did. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a beautiful belt. It reminds me of the uh, original Ring of Honor World Title. And that's right, because Roger actually showed us the belt. We had an exclusive yep. on our yep. show. Mm-hmm. So if anybody who, um, if you if you actually checked into the show, you would have seen the belt before he debuted. So Roger was actually nice enough to, uh, we were the first ones to see it. Yeah. Now that actually makes me feel pretty, pretty privileged. And yeah, honored. me too. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the rumble it's, I mean, it was just like, you know, it was every 60 seconds and everybody's counting down. And everybody, I mean, the, the crowd was just into it. And there were a couple guys who I did not know who they were. Sinclair actually cleared that up last mm-hmm. night. And one of them was, um, what do you say, Lexus Montez? I believe was that it? was his name, yeah. Yeah, because, and I'd heard, so I didn't know, I, I couldn't have picked a guy out of a lineup. And so it really should have occurred to me when they were talking about him being there. And there was this dude who was in the ring who I didn't know who he was, but he was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Should have realized that was him, but then the other two guys, kind of uh, hillbillyish looking guys, or mm-hmm. Ed Netty, and, and that's kind of their their thing. They're actually NWF Hall of Famers, apparently. That's what Randy was, yeah. was my friend Randy was telling me. Mm-hmm. You know, so in fact, uh, Sinclair, I think he he mentioned it. As yeah, well he mentioned time. that. Yeah, but yeah, it was an absolutely uh, great event. And right before the event, of course, I met up with uh, Justin and Trey from the J and Trey podcast. Mm-hmm you know, and Courtney and actually some of their friends as well. And, and Trey's mom and his stepdad. Cool. So, I mean, it, oh yeah. I mean, everybody was out there having a large time, but right when, oh, actually before I got there, Justin had texted me and said, Hey, um, we, I need to meet up with you before it starts. I got something for you. I was like, okay. And when I got, when met up with him at the front, um, he said, Oh, he said here. And he gave me, this autographed picture of Wildcat Chris Harris. Awesome. You know, because they were having a contest on their podcast, actually through their Twitter. Uh, if you could name the year that Chris Harris uh, was in WWE. Mm-hmm. And of course, I immediately had to pull up Wikipedia. I was like, bam, 2008. I mean, I yeah. hit it right away. And then when they actually drew my name on their show and I won the picture. Cool. You know, so, but of course, the funny thing was earlier, that day i was at a place called the house of plastic which is located on 505 um east or route 125 in cincinnati and he had an a chris harris walking chris harris figure <laughs> and if you look at the package you might, yeah you can see where it's also autographed oh yeah yeah so uh and the, the guy who owns it his name is jerome um he actually went to high school with my wife he graduated the year before her you know, so they've known each other for quite a while. Um, but he was telling me, he said, what I should probably do is get some rubbing alcohol and kind of clean mm-hmm. off the front because you can tell where the, the marker is kind of smudged yeah. off. Yeah. And he, and he said, get, get Chris, hey, Chris, Chris, what is that? Get Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he said, get Wildcat Chris Harris to actually autograph the cardboard on it instead. Yeah. Cause that way stay, yeah. it'll stay better. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, I just want to give, yeah, definitely a shout out to Jerome and his shop. Yeah. House of plastic. If you're in the Cincinnati area and especially if you enjoy wrestling figures, dude, I mean, he has a lot of, he, he has more than just wrestling figures and you can find him on Facebook and he actually usually has pictures. I'll have to but, check that out. Cause I definitely have a big collection here myself. So, Oh, dude, I mean, he has, uh, our friend, Chris Ahonen, big fat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, he, he'd start salivating as soon as he walked in because, <laughs> oh, there's these busts that are for sale of mm-hmm. the four original members of KISS. Oh. Yeah. And they're like $250 a piece. And so I'm like, somebody's going to be very happy. <laughs> it won't be me yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. have that kind of money. But yeah. Um, but yeah, he actually has, you can see the Jimmy Valiant figure behind me. And that's actually where I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's back for me. You can see a little bit better. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, just, yeah, but super shop um, and all the figures he has, he has some that are still in the packaging like this one. Uh, he has some that are just loose, mm-hmm. you know, um, he has some that are like in plastic baggies, you know, and, yeah. and they're, they're kind of together. I've, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I've seen it. that in shops before. Um, <coughs> and me. then he has some, and then he also has some that are behind a display locked mm-hmm. because they're a little, little more rare. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, so if you like those, you like Lego minifigures, I mean, you just, if you're into collecting things like that, uh, mm-hmm. basically it's a big nerd shop. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. And Sounds like my kind of place. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, you, you, you would probably be able to double your Funko Pop collection. <laughs> so, but yeah. And so yeah, definitely check that out. Like I said, I think it's five Oh five. Um, but you know what? I gave the address to, uh, Chris Harris's wife. Um, because she hit me up and she's like, Hey, does he have any more? And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. 834 State Route 125, Cincinnati. Look at that address. Boom, you're there. So, and that's actually the when I, I told um, Sinclair about it last night. Sinclair's like, Oh, mm-hmm. he said, I live three minutes away from there. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he'll be walking in there at some point. As well. uh, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, so, Another podcast I, I've got to give some <laughs> shout out to because he started retweeting some of our stuff. He started listening to us and he's been boosting us. So I'm going to give him a boost as well because he just dropped a new episode. He only drops his once a week. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, cause I believe his job from the sounds of it, uh, his job, I mean, I, he might be a truck driver, so he's actually gone throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, but he, def- he records on the weekends and, uh, his podcast is called the Hill Truth, but his Twitter is at Hillbilly Hill, and you've got to check the dude out because, according to him, and I have no reason to doubt him, but it gives us some motivation. Right now, he is trending number one in Antarctica and MySpace. <laughs> so we've got to step up our game. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and but to be honest with you, I mean, he has a really good, uh, a really good show. And he does kind of focus more on heels, but today his show was all about getting heat mm. and how you used to get heat, you know, back yeah. even in like, you know, the, when we first started watching yeah. versus how they get heat now. I mean, and it was a really good uh, comparison and, and contrast with the two different eras. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm definitely going to recommend go check him out. Uh, he's only done four episodes, I believe. And sounds like he can't keep producers because he was talking about that too. So, mm, okay. um, you know, but I mean, he's doing, if he's doing it himself, he's doing a really good job. Cool. You know, but yeah. 
and uh, like he said, the award-winning, trending number one in Antarctica and MySpace. <laughs> Just look it up, The Heel Truth. You won't be disappointed. So, uh, and in other wrestling news, Tammy Sitch cannot keep her butt out of trouble. She and she just got out of jail last month, yeah, for assault charges against her ex. And which ex? Oh, well, the, the most recent ex. ex. <laughs> um, I think he had, I think he had a restraining order on her and she broke it. Mm. Um, just different things this time she has 11 different charges <laughs> you get 11 charges. it's like <laughs> what are you doing with your life i mean is this i don't know you know it's like at one point she was one of the biggest stars in pro wrestling and it's like this is one of those cautionary wrestling tales of yes. you know you're at the highest of highs i mean 1996 she was the most downloaded female on the on, internet on yeah on aol and that yeah, on was aol and yeah and i mean in 1996 <laughs> aol was the biggest it you was. Know, internet it, platform so um and then you know she was always had a prominent you know position on the show whether it was commentary a manager you know whatever and then things started to fall apart after she left went to ecw with her husband uh, the late chris candido um, and then they got booted out of there because they backstage issues and of course, you know, the drug issues and things like that. And it's like, and then they went to WCW, same thing, ended up leaving there. Chris Candido ended up passing away. Uh, and like, it was like early days of T of, uh, TNA. It was like right i think it was either right before or right after they got their first tv deal um he had and it was a freak thing he ended up breaking his leg and then had a and it was a blood clot and just you know during the surgery during the surgery yeah he had a blood clot yep and it it killed him and you know she was of course she was grieving you know she lost her Mm -hmm. husband to be expected but it seemed like that she had kind of gotten a hold of life so to speak and she seemed like she was doing okay and then a few years later you start seeing the reports of you know tammy's gotten arrested for this or tammy's got arrested for that and it's just like you know it's 20 years later and she's still doing this and she's a i think a registered nurse as well that was something that she managed to do after you know she Mm -hmm. left wrestling was she got her nursing degree and got certified Mm -hmm. and um nobody's gonna hire you now (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and because actually, I know it sounds bad, but if you have a drug dependency problem, you know, especially like painkillers, probably one of the worst jobs you could get is mm-hmm. as something like a registered nurse because you have access. Because you have access, yeah. Yeah, uh, because I mean, I have a cousin who, um, fortunately, a few years ago, um, she took her own life because at one point, you know, she was a nurse and and she actually had um, she had had surgery and she had to take painkillers because of the surgery, and she was over prescribed. Mm-hmm. and she became dependent on him and then she got to the point where she was unfortunately stealing from the hospital she got caught and you know and she wasn't taken just because oh i just want to think i mean she was actually still in pain mm-hmm. and then she got fired but she still had these prescriptions so finally the doctors cut her off and after the doctors cut her off she ended up taking her own life mm-hmm. 
I had uh, a I had a friend that some that something very similar like that happened, and it's just it's just sad. Yeah, you know. So really, I mean, we we kind of you know make light of Tammy getting arrested again, you know. Um, and even though I mean we don't know, but we really do wish you know for her sake that she can actually get past all this and actually yes. stay yes. clean. You know. So, so I mean, for, you know, just you know, for her, her mental health, her you know, physical health. Just for her own well-being, hopefully she can get past exactly. all this and, you know, make a better life for herself. Right. You know, and, you know, sometimes, I mean, it is all about the choices we make. And she's mm -hmm. made, she made, some, I could always tell my kids, you don't know how a decision you make today is going to affect you 10, near, 10 years yep. from now. Mm -hmm. Yep. It, bad decisions will follow you so much longer than a good decision will. Yep. And I try she, to tell my kids that all the time. And she's a WWE Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. And, yep. you know, so she's definitely got respect to the rest of the world. But she, you know, please, Tammy, not that you're probably listening or watching us, but please, Tammy, we wish you the best. We really yes. do. So, but uh, was there any other wrestling news going on this week besides the stuff uh, we're going to be talking about? No, not that I can think of. Um, Ric Flair turned 73 over the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, the Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes stuff been pretty quiet. I have a feeling that they're going, they're not, they're, I have a feeling they're going to debut him after WrestleMania. You think? I think, I think that raw after WrestleMania, because I mean, okay. I don't know where they would fit him on the card with, you know, because if he's signing with them for a big money contract, which is what everybody's saying that WWE is going to, you know, throw the world at him pretty much to get him to sign. He's going to want a prominent spot on the card. He's not going to want a opening match card or, you know, he's not going to want an opening match or just a throwaway match. He's going to want something big. And the way everything's looking, we'll get into that in a minute. I don't know where he would fit on this year's card. I don't, as far as, I don't know what top tier opponent they could put against him on this year's card. Wow. That is, <laughs> that's, and that's why this year's WrestleMania is looking kind of sad. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I actually just thought of another news item. Matt Cardona has added belt number six, six. seven, yes. six. Matt Cardona is now a champion with six different wrestling companies. Man, he's, this he's is after he gets released. You know, he gets released from WWE because I'm sure WWE thought, uh, you know, you know, you could tell they never really thought a whole lot about him, and they probably didn't think a whole lot about him when they released him. And man, he's just been going across across the Indies. I mean, he's the Impact Digital Media Champion. He's the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Um, he competes regularly on GCW, and then he's just gone around all these other you know regional independent places just scooping up championships there was a picture wow. on i sent picture to steve that uh cardona had posted <laughs> yeah. on twitter he had them all laid out on his bed and it was like yep. belt number six uh and like i said he's looking more and more like the ultimate dragon every day <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep oh uh, and yeah i really can't think of anything else that happened over the weekend because i was so focused up with the nwf and then of course our mm -hmm. show that we were doing on sunday um so I didn't keep up with everything else that was going on. Uh, although I know this coming weekend is the AEW pay-per-view. Mm 
Yes, which is and, looking fantastic. Just the the looks of the card alone is going to be. It's I don't know. It's going to give Mania. I feel like a run for its money. Oh yeah, and because they they recognize that look, we're competing with them, so we mm-hmm. need to we need we need to step it up because they also want to be trending number one in Antarctica and MySpace. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but <clears throat> but shall I uh, uh, go ahead and just tell our contacting listening listening info? I can't talk today. I really can't. <laughs> I'm so. If anybody would like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram at the same thing. And actually, they're kind of connected in a way. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Booking Armchair. You can find us on TikTok at Armchair Booking. And you cannot find us on Snapchat because we don't do that for this podcast. No. no. Uh, obviously, if you're watching the video, you can find us on YouTube. And you can find us on, on just about any kind of audio platform that you can think of. We're on there, even if they don't have all of our episodes like iHeartRadio. Yep. They still suck. And, you know, last, of course, we're hosted by Block Talk Radio. And one thing I keep forgetting to do, I haven't actually done it in a while. If you would actually like to hit up Dwaylon on Twitter, it's at fat underscore daddy 73. Yep. And you can probably also find him on Facebook, but. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, but yeah. yeah. But and because he and I are the two admins for the uh for the armchair booking page on Facebook, mm-hmm. which we haven't done a lot with that lately. But I mean I have we can I have a feeling we we may just be ramping that up some just yeah, because, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doing the Facebook group pages, I've kind of noticed it's a little difficult sometimes to get stuff going on those. It's yeah. odd. Uh, but I mean, I do know people are paying attention to it. So, cause I've seen people share the yeah. links and yeah, me too. Oh yeah. Thank you so much to everyone who's been sharing those links. Any little bit helps. And if you can, you know, uh, I know on Apple podcasts, you can actually go in there and give us a review, give us a five-star Ooh. rating, you know, give us, I mean, definitely give us a review, uh, because that that's how we know how we're doing. And, and if whatever rating you give us, let us know why you gave us a rating. Right. Right. So, and we also have merchandise we like do the shirt that i'm wearing now on tpublic.com we yep. have shirts mugs masks cell phone covers uh they just they have a ton of different products on there so go check that out as well oh yeah tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking uh dash podcast and you can find every single bit of it and i do believe that's everything Thanks. I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's everything. And so, yes, do all that. <laughs> we appreciate yes, all, we do. all the support. We yep. really do. And, and actually one thing I will say, one thing that just, it, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, yes, yes. Was Noah Gabriel was wearing our shirt. Yes. Yes. And he wore it while they were doing the pictures. Cause before the event started, they were doing the Polaroid pictures, you know, $5 mm-hmm. a piece going in. Could you put, he was wearing it for that. So a lot of people have now seen, awesome. you know, awesome. um, yeah. And that's when later on, he's like, yeah, I got to say hi to my friend, Steve. And, you know, we got a picture taken with me and him wearing the same shirt mm-hmm. because I do try to make it a point to wear the shirt at every NWF event. I go, really all the wrestling events I go to, Yeah, you know, because on the 12th, there's going to be something in Chillicothe, Ohio, that it's going to be a meet and greet plus, uh, you know, an, an actual wrestling card. And I plan on wearing that shirt there too. 
So, uh, but more details about that later, because we got to get started about the bumpy road to this year's WrestleMania. Oh, I mean, this, this road got off to a rough start with the rumble. Yeah. Actually, honestly, it got off to a rough start with day one. Yeah. Roman have Roman having COVID, not his fault at all. You know, completely understandable why, um, you know, he couldn't defend his title. But I still say there was no, if, if they weren't going to have that match, Roman versus Brock for the universal title, then it should have just gave Brock, Brock the night off and not insert him in the WWE title match and have him win it. Um, and then he goes on, wins the Rumble, then wins the Chamber, wins the title back. It's like they're tr- it's like they're trying to do all of this. They're trying for it to be mysterious when there's no mystery to it at all. It's like as soon no. as Brock won the WWE title at day one, we both knew, and I'm sure millions of other people knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, um, and we've been saying, you know, Joel and I will share the opinion that course boosting brock lesnar to the top and having him be the main focal point is not the way to go for the company no because you can't just have <sighs> you can't have your main event scene can't be one guy right because then it's like if you have that guy squash everybody which they found that out during john cena's super cena run mm-hmm. john cena beat everybody so then it's like so then they're having to throw people out there as challengers that you wouldn't normally think, oh, that's, you know, some of these people you don't look at as world title contenders. Like when John Cena wrestled uh, the great Kali at one night stand, it's like, okay, size alone, mm. Kali had the size, but that's all he had. But the Kali has size over everybody though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but he just, you know, he had the size. But then there were guys like Mark Henry who should have beat John Cena for the WWE yeah. title and didn't because they didn't see Mark Henry as a main event guy. And even though if you look at his Hall of Pain run, that was like the best work of his career. Um, But they're doing the same thing with Brock. They're having Brock squash the entire main event scene. And then they're going to be like, well, we don't have anybody for Brock to face. What do we do? Well, you don't, you don't oh. bury your entire main event scene is what you do. And, you know, I'm going to throw some comparisons to Hogan. When Hogan was in the middle of, of the first um, Hulkamania run, when he first won the title from the Sheik. The four, the four and a half year run. Right. They threw everybody at him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were throwing monsters at him. You know, Bundy, mm-hmm. Stud. They actually, Savage was at part of that too. There, yeah. a lot of people forget about that. You know, before, you know, his run with the Macho Mania. You know, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, later on, I mean, I think even maybe in his second one, they still had like the Barbarian. They had the Warlord. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, Boss Man. I mean, they had all these people at him. Threw it through at him, and you thought in every single match against him that they were going to beat him. So Hogan kind of was, you know, it was never squashes with Hogan. He no. would win at the end. Yeah. But 
in a way, though, I mean, he was building them by letting them have the advantage for quite a while where you thought, oh, no, Bundy's going to win the title. And Well, uh, Honky Tonk Man said in an interview, this has been years ago, and they were asking him about, about Hogan and, like, how did he feel, like, about losing to Hogan every night. And he said that – he said being in the ring with Hogan at that time was where the money was. Mm-hmm. So – you were getting big paydays if you were wrestling Hulk Hogan. He's yep. like, so I didn't have any problem with that. He's like, because you see, I went on to win the Intercontinental title and still have the longest Intercontinental title reign. But he's like, but that was the thing. He's like, that's why guys back then didn't um, really have an issue. He said most of the guys really didn't have an issue right. knowing going in, knowing they were going to lose to Hogan because – when you got to the pay window, you got a big, big payday. Yeah. And, uh, but now it's not like that. I mean, they like, they've cut out all the incentives. They've even started cutting back, cutting out downside guarantees from people's contracts. Uh, so there's no big, there's no big paydays to be had wrestling Brock Lesnar. Right. Especially when even back then with Hogan guys got their offense in guys were made, you know, they looked strong. You know, they have been, it, everybody fell to Hogan. We right. just know it was what it was. But like you said, those weren't squash matches. With Brock, it's like you get, if you get a full length match, then it's suplex after suplex, two or three F5s, uh, and that's about it. If right. other than that, though, you're getting like the match at uh, the match at Elimination Chamber, you're getting like, the mat, like his participation in the rumble was two and a half minutes. Yeah. His participation in the chamber was less than five minutes. Yeah. It's like, that's what you're getting. Now I will give Austin theory credit. Austin theory got over that night. He, he did. He know, really did. He, he worked, he worked his tail off, but the other guys in that match, I mean, Brock broke out of the pod. He hit the ring F five, you know, and he's F he's not F five in like, rookies he's he's just go he's going in there destroying aj styles seth rollins you know former former universal champion another former wwe champion um uh and and then somebody was already gone i think uh yeah i'm trying to think who was gone let's see they took bobby out bobby was gone already theory was last Brock, AJ, who was the Beth, other? and who was the other one? See that that shows you how well yeah, we wanted to remember elimination yeah, chamber. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but it's just they're and now they're saying that the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match is now you know champion versus champion, title for title, unification match. Riddle. Riddle, that's it. Remember, Riddle was yep. gone because Riddle took a curb. Riddle took a curb stomp from Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. And got pinned. Yep. Yeah, and then Brock came in. Oh no! Actually, you know what? He took the curb stomp. I'm just not reading. Brock actually eliminated all of them. Oh, did he? Yeah, I, I remember oh, okay. the curb stomp, but I'm getting yeah. Okay. But um, sorry. But Brock eliminates the field in a matter of minutes, and it's like. These are three world-class athletes that you're mm-hmm. just letting him run through 
So what, you know, so then if you try to bring these guys up to be title contenders, people are going to be like, oh, well, that's the guy that Brock Lesnar beaten, you know, less than a minute. Yeah, he smacked him around like he stole something. Exactly. And then, but now they've got, and me and my brother were talking about this. He's like, you do not need all of this for the main event match. You do not need both titles because then you're taking away a world title opportunity from somebody else from really two people think about that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you're taking away shots from two two people that could be going against them yep and uh, then but like i said it's going to be um champion versus champion title for title title versus title unification match from what i saw today it was on wrestle zone i can't remember the reporter's name i'll have to go back and look but he was saying that they're there the rumors are that they plan on unifying the titles for about a cup of coffee because the networks more than likely and this is all this is all speculation right from everybody but i can un- completely see this happening the networks are not going to want one world champion even if that champion floats between both shows they're going to want because fox is going to want a world champion for mm-hmm. their show and USA is going to want a world champion for their show. So I don't even understand why. And they know this. WWE is, you know, that's one thing I will give them. They understand the corporate side of things. They know where their bread is buttered. They know these TV deals. And the com- they, they know at the end of the day, the companies have more power than they do because the companies, because the, the networks are writing the checks. Yep. So. If they say, if USA says, well, we want, we want the world champion over here, and Fox says we want the world champion over here, they're going to have to have two because they're not going to want, each of them is going to want their own champion. They're not going to want to share one champion between shows. Because um, the only way that's really going to work is if they, they would have to do, they would have to get rid of the brand split, which again, the networks aren't going to want that either. Yep but they would have to get rid of the brand split that way the entire rosters together and the champion just shows up on both shows like that like like steve austin <clears throat> rock mm-hmm. and every other guy that did during you know during attitude ruthless aggression before they did the brand split and all that guys showed up you know smackdown was a continuation of whatever happened on raw uh but they're not going to do that either so Really, this match doesn't need to be taking place at all. We've already seen this twice at WrestleMania, and the last yes. time they did it at WrestleMania, it was garbage. Mm-hmm. It was just a terrible match from start to finish. And it was in Dallas. And it was in Dallas. Yeah, I just thought about that. Yeah. The only match that they've had at WrestleMania that was good was the one that Seth cashed in on. Yep. By the way, I called that too. <laughs> the wildest prediction I've ever gotten. <laughs> Because I texted Waylon, you know Seth's going to cash in, right? Yeah, you, I remember you texted me that, and then he did it. I'm like, he called it. He did. <laughs> yep. But I know I could go on the entire show about oh. this, but this is just one of those things. This is way too convoluted for a WrestleMania main event. Yes, and it's going to be in the last night because uh, now they're they just they're they're hellbound for leather. They're going to do two nights from now on, which I'm fine with. You I'm know, fine with because I don't have six. I can't. I'm too old to be sitting there for six <laughs> yeah. hours straight. 
I love pro wrestling, but I you gotta also got to work. I I also got to work in the, the next morning, and I don't I can't be doing all that. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're sticking with the two night format. Uh, Roman and Roman and Brock will be the main event of night two. They've already announced the main event of night one will be Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We all know Ronda Rousey's walking out of there with the title. They're not putting yep. her in the... They didn't bring her back, have her win the Rumble, have her march through Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair to get to WrestleMania, only for her to come up short. She's leaving... Yeah. With... Uh, and... One of the things, I guess they're already having problems with Rhonda because she still can't handle being booed by anybody. Because, I mean, even the, yeah. the most popular baby faces ever would still yeah. have the people who are going to boo them. Well, yeah. she thinks she should only be getting cheers. And it's like, that's not how professional wrestling that's works. That's not how wrestling works. I mean, if you if she really wants to understand how that works, go ask The Rock, who heard yeah. die, Rocky, die. Yeah. When he, when he was the white, when he was Rocky Maivia. Yeah, literally, people would have signs in the crowd and chant "Die, Rocky, Die." So, what did he do? He just used that as fuel. Yeah, became the best heel in the business, and then became the best face in the business when he turned face. And I mean, now, made, and now is the highest paid entertainer in Hollywood, which yep. is wild. I mean, like I told you before, the man's already beat. If this is a video game, he's already beat the main story, and he's just doing side missions now. The dude is. <laughs> just untouchable yep. i mean oh. and that's ronda's got to ronda's got to realize that fans are going to boo you or fans are going to cheer you and you can't take that to heart because that's that's what wrestling's all about people have the right to cheer if they don't like you they're going to boo that's just yeah. how it is you can't nobody even i don't care ricky the dragon steamboat was one of the greatest faces of all time yes and he still got booed on occasion there were yeah. still people in the crowd that did not like ricky steamboat because he was too squeaky clean yes he was too squeaky clean or he beat rick flair or yeah. you know whatever the case may be it's just you can be the most white meat baby face ever and you're still gonna get booed so yeah. she might she may as well just take it to heart she may as well just take it to heart that this is the business that I've chose to be in. So I'm going to have to just let this roll off my back because yep. they've had to talk to her backstage several times and tell her you're the face in this. You've got to smile more. You can't have that mm -hmm. scowl on your yep. face all the time. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like, honestly, she's, it's like when, when my three-year-old is pouting cause she didn't get her way. <laughs> That's the face that Rhonda has yeah. on. And it's like, you can't, you can't expect the fans, especially especially how she conducted herself after she lost the title at WrestleMania mm -hmm. and then took the time off because she wanted to start a family. I, you know, I yep. commend that yep. Bravo. Congratulations on your daughter, all that, but you can't be on social media and on interviews bashing the fans that helped put the money in your pocket that you earned from this business yep. and you, and wrestling fans don't forget. No, they don't. A lot of these wrestling fans remember how much trash she talked about the fans while she was gone. So she should go in it not expecting to be well-liked 
by the same people that she talked crap about for a year and a half. Yeah. And that's why when she came back, I was like, no, she didn't. Okay. She's back. And I'm like, like you said, wrestling fans don't forget. I'm like, Mm -hmm. she walked out and she burned like every bridge there was and somehow rebuilt it. And so, and some people like there were people that were glad they were back. I am not in that. I'm not in that group. I'm I'm not not glad she's back because one, she, she, I feel like she does not have any respect for the business. I feel like that she is, she's Brock Lesnar. She's female Brock Lesnar. Both of them. They don't have the respect for the business. They figure I made my name over here. So the privileges that I earned over here should carry over to my, my new line of work. And so far it's worked for both of them, but that's at the expense of both divisions. Yep. Because now Rhonda is the focal point of the women's division. So every other woman not named Charlotte Flair that, you know, has worked hard all year, even, you know, come back from injuries, things like that. Like Sasha's come back from injuries. Her and it looks like her and Naomi are going to challenge for the women's tag team title. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Naomi and Sasha being a team or challenging for the tag titles, but Naomi put on a fantastic match with Charlotte Flair a few weeks yeah, ago. She SmackDown. That, yeah, she, that match was awesome. Sasha Banks was in the main event of WrestleMania last year in mm-hmm. the, the match of the year, in our mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Why, are, why are these women not in the title picture? When they're there consistently, Ronda, you know, Ronda's gone for almost two years shows back up and gets the red carpet main event treatment. I thought it was closer to three years, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. Yeah, because she was gone way before the pandemic. and Yeah, she was gone before the pandemic. Because, yeah, because Becky was gone for a year and a half. Yep. Yeah, so it's closer to three years she's been gone. And she gets, they just roll out the red carpet for her when she shows back up because they're like, oh, well, Ronda Rousey's name you know name recognition the casual fan will know who ronda rousey is and it's like it's not how you run a business i i I own a small business and i know that's not you know Mm -hmm. i'm not a huge corporate conglomerate or whatever but i I understand business and that's not how you run it no and like when alexa bliss you know however many years ago called her the overhyped rookie yeah i think part of that was a shoot i mean i think that's how she really felt yeah, and the thing is, she's still a rookie. I mean, she only yeah. wrestled. She only wrestled for a year. She for wrestled a year. from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah, she only wrestled for a year. She's still a rookie, and not not Kurt Angle rookie. I mean, mm. Kurt Angle was probably the most amazing rookie I've ever seen in my life. To never have any background in pro wrestling and to take to it that quickly. Yeah. And to get that good that quick, I do not feel that Rhonda is as good at pro wrestling as people want to believe she is, because Shayna Baszler is so uh, much better yeah. at Ronda Rousey than Ronda Rousey is at pro wrestling. And I think Shayna Baszler she understands it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because one of the things, and this may seem like a simple thing to people, especially like the casual fan who doesn't notice things like this, like what me and Jalen have noticed for forty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is 
unless you're in Mexico, you work on the left side of the body. Mm -hmm. How many times has she grabbed the right arm to do the yeah. arm bar? Yep. You know, and no, I mean, as I'm trying to see it, I, I mean, I, I'm not a wrestler, but I still cringe going, Hey, no, no wrong, wrong arm. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes you'd see wrestlers work on the right leg. Yeah. Because Dusty worked on the right leg because mm -hmm. he, yeah, when he did the figure four, he curved around the right yeah. leg, whereas in Flair did it off the left leg. Yep. Um, but just something simple like that. Like, mm -hmm. hey, Rhonda, wrong arm. Yeah. But the, like for me, the biggest difference between Rhonda and Shayna is Shayna understands, like Shayna understands her job. Mm -hmm. Like, like you see on social media, Shayna gets the assignment. She completely understands what she's supposed to be doing. She's the heel. Mm -hmm. So she's going to play up the fact that she's the heel and she's going to do the dastardly things. And she's going to, you know, she's going to make sure you don't like her. But by doing that, if you listen to fans, when she comes out, she gets just as many cheers as she does booze because people know she's legit. She's good. Yeah. And that's why they cheer her. Yep. Just, just like with Roman, you know, when he finally came back as a heel, which everybody had been saying for years, yeah. yep. you know, when the rock was getting booed by the people, yeah. Turn him hill. Boom. He got huge. Oh yeah. And they couldn't understand that with Roman for some reason, he finally came back, became heel mm -hmm. and had, has had his greatest run of his career yeah. as a heel. Yep. But now the fans are actually starting to cheer him when he comes yes. out and he'll say, Hopkinsville. Yeah. Acknowledge me. me. And they will say it right there with him. And, and they'll, they'll say it with, with him. They'll yeah. say it with him. They'll put the finger in the air. And yep. it's like, it's like he's over. He is more over now than I would say, other than him being in the shield, this is the most over Roman has ever been. And it's yep. because WWE got out of his way and let him feed into that anger from the fans. And, you know, and then they'll cheer that and then they'll go, okay, now it's time to boo him because we're booing. Yeah. Cause we're booing a heel. Yeah. Yeah. We cheer, we, because the fans respect, <laughs> they respect the work that he's put into this heel run, mm -hmm. but he's still a heel. And it's like, we're still going to boo him. Cause we still need some, we still want somebody to beat him and shut him up yep. because he's talked about how good he is and he's proven how good he is every single time. So we need somebody. It's one of those. We're paying to see him get beat up, but we respect him at the same time. Mm -hmm. And his new finisher uh, is legit. I mean, the, him, the guillotine choke. Yeah, yeah. the guillotine. Yep. I mean, that's he managed. He's the only person to ever submit Bill Goldberg. Yeah, yep. I, I didn't and, did, even, and did it out of the jackhammer attack. Yes. So that right there. I mean, even though Bill Goldberg is in his, you know in his fifties, nobody had ever done that. Mm -mm. Either one. You know, yep. so that's still, I mean, because Bill Goldberg, as, as much as what we're like, okay, bring somebody else in because we're tired mm -hmm. of seeing Goldberg. Once again, he's another one. He comes in every three years. He's in the world title picture. Then he leaves again. Yeah. And, and somebody else who's been waiting for that spot forever is like, well, I guess mm -hmm. I'm going to be waiting here, you know, another six months. Yeah. And, but this time, I mean, he got in there and we said, if Goldberg wins, we're going to riot in our own living rooms. And Roman took him. I'm like, and it was a short six and a half minute match yeah and that's got, all it needed to be because yeah. that's all you're going to get out of goldberg anyway you're not that's where wwe made their mistake when he came in in 2003 um was they tried to have him have 
WWE style matches. They want, they tried to have mm. him have these 20, 25 minute matches. That's not his, that was never his strong suit. Nope. It was smash and grab. It's like you give him a good six, seven minutes or less. That was what, that's, that's what pulled people into Goldberg. He came in, he smashed people, he left. Yep. And that, I think they finally figured that out and they put him in a better position now except the problem is he's 55 years old and doesn't need to be in the ring taking the taking somebody's spot right and now i mean i guess his contract is up and he's kind of a free agent so yeah he, he said might... this he said this may that may have been his last match i don't know but but, but he he's another one he yeah. said like six years ago but he's he's also another one you've said uh previously on on a show that you should not go into the hall of fame until after you're retired right and i completely agree with that and they've got way too many hall of famers that are still wrestling yep and they when they put them in the hall of fame they were retired Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they came back out yeah it's like no you wrestling is the only sport that you see that in you don't see nba players or major league baseball players or NFL players, once they retire, they're done. Yeah. And, you know, and I granted, I'll give Flair and I'll give Sting kind of, kind of a pass because, yes, they went back active, mm-hmm. but they did not do it in the WWE active. Yeah. Sting. Yeah. And, and I'll they, give Sting credit because Sting, Sting is 60 years old. Mm-hmm. But Sting is doing what wrestlers his age should be doing. You don't see Sting in the world title picture in AEW. Right. You see him working with the undercard guys. You see him working with Darby Allen, mentoring him. You see him working with Andrade. He's working with Matt Hardy, things like that, to help get other guys, to help give other guys that rub and move them Mm -hmm. up the card. And that's how a veteran should be used. But instead, you're going to have Brock Lesnar, in the main event at WrestleMania, uh, we have we had Bill Goldberg, you know, title match at uh, Elimination Chamber. Lita had a title match at Elimination yep. Chamber, um, and it's just another Hall of Famer, actually. Lita, another, exactly, yeah. another Hall of Famer, and it's like you can't build to the biggest show of the year when you're not utilizing your current roster and you just, it it makes it seem like, Oh, well, I don't have any faith in the people that I'm paying to wrestle every week on TV and pay-per-view. So I have to go pull out Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, Lita Goldberg, Steve Austin, because they're still talking about doing Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. They're still hyping that up. Kevin Owens is talking crap about Texas on social media and on, uh, you know, on TV every week. So you're going to, they're bringing back Austin, who's 57 years old. And granted, he's not in the title picture, but, and I love Stone Cold. I'm a huge Stone Cold fan. Kevin Owens deserves better mm-hmm. than this match. He deserves better than to have a match with a 57 year old retired wrestler who has not wrestled a single match in 19 years. And who had to retire 
and had to retire legitimate of, medical reasons. Yeah, legitimate injuries. Who's got two bad knees and a bad neck? Mm-hmm. And Kevin Owens deserves to be, in my opinion, that WWE title match. Kevin Owens should be in that match. Kevin Owens deserves because yes. he is consistently one of the best things, one of the few bright points of Monday Night Raw, week in and week out. He should definitely be in the title picture, but he's not getting the championship match because they put all their eggs in one basket for the unification match. And one of the things you studied IT and computer science. Mm-hmm. I know because uh, my bachelor's is in IT and one of the things like almost every class I did, they stressed never, ever create a single point of failure. Mm-hmm. And that's what this feels like is a yep. single point of failure. What happens if Brock two days before WrestleMania, because I mean, because of, because of COVID protocols, I mean, they're making everybody test and guess what? Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, Brock or, or, or Roman, either one of them yeah. is positive. Or what if there is a, what if there's a rash of positive COVID tests? Roman's going home, and I don't blame him. I don't blame Ro- him either. You know, Roman's in remission from leukemia. So Roman's going home. He's done it before. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going home, and I don't blame him one single bit because I would do the same thing. He's got to protect himself. He has a family to take care of. But they haven't thought this out. They're just like, we've got to get all this mainstream attention. And we've got to get, you know, we got as get as many eyes on the product as we can. But the thing is, you could have millions of eyes on your product. But if those eyes are seeing a subpar product, then word of mouth goes a whole goes a long way. And in the in, in this area of social media, if that show is bad people are going to be all over social media talking about how bad that show was because they were with the chamber and they were with the rumble. You know, I just not thought about something. I believe we were wrong when we said that the last time they went against each other was also in Dallas. Was it, not? it was not Dallas. I'm looking right now because um, it was new Orleans. They were against each other. Oh, that's right, because they went to New Orleans in 30, and then they... In 34. 34, yeah, that's right, yeah. Because 33, um, that was the year, I believe, uh, let me verify it, that Triple H had... um, He pulled that crap where he won the title from Roman at... at the Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, because that, that was their idea of where well, we're going to get Roman over by putting him against Triple H. And people still don't like work. it. <laughs> well, it didn't work because Triple H was the one getting cheered. Yeah. And Roman was still getting booed. So that didn't work. The only time Roman got cheered is when he speared Stephanie. <laughs> and now I'm looking 33, it was Reigns against The Undertaker. So was it 32? Maybe it was 32. Uh, but yeah, when they were in, yeah. no, yeah, 30. Okay, 30 was New Orleans. 31 was in San Francisco. That's when, that was when um, Seth cashed in. Am I right? right? And I think then, so. yeah, so thir- it would have been, um, uh, come on now. 
okay, so 33 was in Orlando. So it had to have been 32 then, which would have been in Dallas. And I, it just now hit me. The reason I remember this is because there's a friend of mine. Um, God, I was about to call him a kid. He ain't a kid. He's like almost 40. But I, he, I, uh, I, I was a supervisor in Afghanistan, right? Huge wrestling right. fan. And he was stationed in San Antonio at the time. And he managed to go watch. Um, yeah, yeah, I was 32. He actually managed to go to uh, Arlington to watch that WrestleMania. Oh, cool. Because remember what we were talking about before we started recording? How many tickets are they short right now? Uh, they are short right now uh, from what I heard on uh, What Culture News this morning. They have 40,000 tickets. That's 20,000 for each night that they still got to move, which is odd because this is almost March 1st and WrestleMania yep. is generally sold out by now. And they still have 40,000 tickets that they haven't sold yet. Well, Corey, uh, my friend, he actually got the tickets. It was just a couple of weeks before uh, the event. Well, you got to remember there also that thing seats over a hundred thousand people. Yeah. So they'd still have, it sounds like they have 80,000 sold, but that also means they're still going to have 20,000 seats empty. And they, uh -huh. that's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's, that's 20% empty. And especially when, you know, we've only had fans since last, what was it last May or June when their first show back with fans was money in the bank yes. last year. So mm -hmm. you would think, you know, the wrestle, I know they had fans at WrestleMania, but it was limited. So this would be the first, the first year since COVID, since the pandemic started that the, you know, that there wouldn't be limited seating and all that due to COVID right. that they could. And so you would think those tickets would just fly, but they still got 40,000 to move. Well, cause I remember Corey, he actually texted me while, um, the Lesnar and it was against Dean Ambrose, that street mm -hmm. fight yep. while it was going on. And he said, every time he does a German on Ambrose, they have a counter that they're flashing for the people. I was like, Oh, I said, no, no crap. You take a picture of it. Send it to me. He did. He took a picture of it. And he sent it to me. And they were all, all like, a, like number 13, you know? So that was like, that's like, that's right. He was there, uh, watching that. But, uh, so hopefully Corey's listening right now. Uh, because mm -hmm. I mean, I know before he said he's trying to give a listen. I, I don't know where he's stationed right now. Uh, I think he might be deployed, you know, oh, okay. because yeah, he's mentioned, I know he's not in physically in San Antonio, but since he hasn't said where exactly he's at, I have a feeling he's deployed somewhere. Um, you know, so probably not somewhere nice either. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, but, um. but yeah, so that, that, that it just kind of hit me. I was like, wait a minute, that was not in Texas. They were, had been somewhere else, but yeah, it was, um, with him and Brock and actually one of the, it was one of those, wasn't it the second time with him and Brock, the people actually got up and they were walking out during the match. Or is that Triple H? Uh, I can't remember if people walked out then. I know um, him and Samoa Joe at Backlash. I think it was Backlash that same year. I think it was that was the next pay-per-view. Yeah, people walked out like it was right. and Joe in the main event and people walked out halfway through the main event. Uh, mm, that was a great match. That, that should have been perfect too because Samoa Joe against a Samoan named Joe. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, but the way that they're doing WrestleMania, it's like there's no surprises. 
yeah. there's no there's no mystery to it. I mean, we all know we're getting, you know, we all know this whole thing with Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss is leading to McIntyre and Corbin at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's not a match I'm interested in seeing. No, me neither. Drew McIntyre is going to win. That's a TV match. That's a house show yeah. match. That is not a WrestleMania match. I remember when, and I know it's a high bar to reach nowadays, but WrestleMania 17, there was not a bad match on that card. No, there wasn't. And this is when the hardcore title was in full swing and the triple threat with Kane, Big Show, and Raven over the hardcore title was an excellent match for what it was. You know, right. th- but there wasn't a bad match on that card. WWE is capable of making great WrestleMania cards. They've done it several times in the past. But it's like they're not putting any effort into it. They're just going by, well, it's WrestleMania. People will buy it. And it's WrestleMania. People, yeah, they get complacent. And mm-hmm. the thing is, you don't have the Undertaker streak. A lot of a lot of those WrestleManias during the latter days of the Undertaker streak, that's what sold WrestleMania for people. Mm-hmm. That's that's what moved tickets was people came to see if the streak was going to get broken. Once they broke it, nobody cared. Yeah, and some of my notes that I have for this. The, I mean, and we try not to focus on negative, but unfortunately, there's quite a bit of negative. Vince might wrestle. Yes, Vince <laughs> might wrestle again. Not only is the 76 year old chairman rumored to be wrestling, taking the taking a spot, and there's no story to this. It's, I mean, Vince has wrestled on WrestleMania cards before, mm-hmm. but there was a story. Mm-hmm any reason why this is this is him and and pat mcafee no disrespect against pat <sighs> McAfee. he put on an, an excellent match at a takeover in nxt against adam cole he did so much better than i thought he did but pat mcafee's only wrestled two or three matches so you're going to have an announcer and the chairman have a match so that's two spots that could be had. They still don't. Kevin Owens still doesn't have a booked match. Seth Rollins doesn't have a booked match. No, he doesn't, does he? No. Right. Oh. I think I think they're going to have them as a tag team. They've been teaming together on Raw, and from what I saw last week, I mean their chemistry is good, and they have they work good together as a team. So. Maybe, I mean, I hate to have just singles guys thrown together as a tag team, but Uh, this seems to be working. And with the limited tag division that there is, maybe they will, maybe they'll have Seth and uh, KO, you know, challenge for the tag titles. I wouldn't mind that. No, I wouldn't either. But I mean, look at how many spots on the WrestleMania card are being taken up by part-timers or I like to say either part-timers or no-timers. Yeah. Vince, the no-timers are Vince McMahon, Pat McAfee, Johnny Knoxville. Yes. And the rumor is that Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn are going to wrestle at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental title. If the they... Ti- for the title that Randy Savage and Bret mm. Hart and Mr. Perfect, Steve Austin, The Rock, the, the, the title that those guys made famous. Yeah. 
Pedro Morales, Tito Santana, Greg Greg, Valentine. Greg Valentine. Steamboat, Steamboat and Savage, WrestleMania 3. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. The title that these men elevated, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, for me, I always enjoyed the Intercontinental title matches more than I did the world title matches. That, That was the workhorse title. And they have shown so much disrespect for that championship over the years that now it's like, oh, well, we're just going to treat it like a joke and have Sami Zayn defended against Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania Mm. just because there's a new Jackass movie out and we are desperate for mainstream exposure. Oh, and that's actually one of my other notes. Too much emphasis on celebrities when the WWE does not need them. Think about this. Johnny Knoxville and Logan Paul they are not exactly top tier celebrities. Exactly. Logan. Yeah. Logan Paul's another, that's another known. That's another, you know, no timer. You get the Mysterio versus Miz and Logan Paul in a tag match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Taking a spot. And in the meanwhile, Dolph Ziggler is in NXT. Yep. And Bobby Roode. And Bobby Roode. They're both yeah. in NXT. And, yep. and that's not disrespecting NXT. Those two no. should be with the main roster. They should still be with the main roster. I mean, the, and I know they may be trying to bring up NXT, and I get that, but still. But these are former world champions. Yes. You know, both of these, you know, both Ziggler and Rude are former world champions. Rude, Rude is a former TNA world champion. Mm-hmm. He's an NXT champion. Dolph Ziggler is a former world heavyweight champion. You know, these are world-class athletes that are sitting in developmental and, you know, they have the experience to, te- to help teach these guys, and I think that's great. But with WrestleMania season, these guys are sitting in developmental while Logan Paul and Johnny Knoxville and you know Vince McMahon himself and Pat McAfee are taking their spots. Yeah. And, you know, I see Sean Ronda, main event first night, but Becky and Bianca is more appealing. Yes. Absolutely. That's because, the more, that is the more interesting story <clears throat> because this will go full circle from SummerSlam of last year. Yep. This has been, you know, this has been the story and they've, they've implemented this story off and on throughout, you know, this entire run. Rhonda and there's no story with Rhonda and Charlotte. It's just yeah. Rhonda won the Rumble. Charlotte's the bad guy that everybody hates. So Rhonda picks Charlotte, but she didn't pick her for either of those reasons. She didn't pick her because she was the champion. She didn't pick her because everybody hates her. It's just, I'm picking Charlotte in main event in WrestleMania. And it's like, where's the story? Right. You know, I mean, and yeah, I get the match is for the title, which under normal circumstances, that would be, that would Mm -hmm. be all the reason you need. But because Ronda is still, this will be what her third match, fourth match, you know, since if you include the rumble, yeah, if you include the Rumble, this will be her. Let's see, if you include the Rumble, you've got the Rumble, you've got the Chamber match. This will be her third match. Third match. Yeah, and she might have one in between now and then, yeah. but yeah. And so, yeah, you think the locker room are a little bit irritated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three matches and, into your return and you main event WrestleMania? Yeah. So, meanwhile, Alexa Bliss, who also returned at the Chamber. Exactly. Alexa Bliss, like, Alexa Bliss has no match. Ox, my my uh, my thing went off because I said that name. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking when I said it. Um, 
Alexa, stop. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Miss Bliss has no match. Oscar <laughs> has nothing. Creative doesn't have anything for Oscar, and yeah. she's ready to come back. She's been medically cleared. And how do you not have anything for Oscar to do? I mean, and they're Oscar, like, well, and they're like, well, the writers don't have any storylines to put her in. She doesn't need a storyline. She's Oscar. She's Oscar. Put her in a match. If you're gonna, if you're handing out, if you're just handing out title matches, give me Oscar and Charlotte, so Oscar can can make right them breaking her streak, mm -hmm. having Charlotte break her streak at WrestleMania that year. I would much rather see Oscar. And Charlotte, give me Oscar and Ronda Rousey. I say, give me Oscar and Ronda Rousey. I think yeah. actually that might be a little yeah. bit more fair because Oscar. Yeah. I mean, she. Give me Oscar and Ronda Rousey. Give me Oscar and Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Give me those. Give me those type of matches. Oscar tells the story, and the thing is, it's like to bring somebody back. I don't feel like that you have to have a ready-made story. The story's told in the ring. Just mm -hmm. put two people in the ring and let them tell the story. Right. I mean, you may have a backstory. Hopefully, it's not something stupid like they caught us shaving each other's backs. And yes, that we, if for people at home, this that was a real thing a few years yep. ago. I'm so glad that the, I'm so glad that FTR left WWE yeah. and went and you know because AEW has oh. done has been a breath of fresh air for them. They yes. have let them come in and just do what they do great, and that's tag team wrestling. Yep. And, and also, I saw, I didn't read the entire story, but I did see the headline. It said, Elias, right now, they're in creative purgatory with him. They don't know what to do with him. They didn't have to do anything. It was working. It was working. Especially. Everybody, everybody with, wanted to walk with Elias. Exactly. Everybody, those shirts were flying. Those walk with Elias shirts. I have they, one. Yeah. I have walk with Elias They shirt. were selling those like hotcakes. And it's like. I don't under, I don't understand when they mess with something that works. I just don't understand it. It's like he's over. He was enjoying himself. His gimmick was over. He was moving merchandise. Yes. Every everybody is not going to be a main event guy. You know that going in. Everybody has that dream of possibly being a world champion one day. But realistically, not everybody can be. There's that's why there's different divisions. Not everybody different, should be. And not everybody should be. But his gimmick is working. Mm -hmm. It was working perfectly. You know, he wasn't Daniel, he wasn't Brian Danielson in the ring, but he could give you a good he could give you a good match. Mm -hmm. And absolutely. They should have left it at that, but they just had to keep messing with it. And it's like part of the problem is stop hiring TV writers for a professional wrestling yes. show. Because yes, I you, the only oh, the, the oh. only thing, yes, the here's the only you know the only things that are alike. They write for TV. Your wrestling program is on TV. It's where the similarities end. Mm -hmm. If you want a good wrestling show, get actually get people that are involved in the business. Get actual wrestlers mm -hmm. or managers or referees, people that are intricate in the business and understand it to write your show. But the problem is they don't want a professional wrestling show. They, they want, want an entertainment show. They want an entertainment show that just happens to involve wrestling. And I think that I'm just now, this just not occurred to me. 
because when they said now they just they pretty much want only homegrown talent mm-hmm. they don't want anybody coming from the indies yeah because most of the indies and this includes like the nwf this includes uh larry d's organization down in in mm-hmm. cynthiana this includes some of the other ones you know all over the place you know across the country across the world when they teach them how to wrestle you know of course they're teaching them you know how to take the bumps and they're teaching them the moves and they're teaching mm-hmm. them you know how to okay we need to develop your character okay now we're going to teach you how to do promos what they do not teach them is okay read this script exactly exactly yeah you know they say you know I, there's three bullet points i want you to hit in your in your promo mm-hmm. that you're going to give me and you have one minute to do it go and if yeah. you look uh, you look across the history of wrestling the absolute best promos whether it is nwa mid-south you know memphis whether it's you know was WCW, when they were at their hottest point, whether it's now AEW, Ring of Honor, the absolute breast promos are not scripted. Right. Like you said, you hit your bullet points. Here's your allotted time on your promo. These are the things you need to get in to basically advertise the match. And that's it. You go, the rest of it, you fill it in. One of the best promos I've heard in the last five years was Cody Rhodes' promo on AEW uh, a week, the few days before his match against Chris Jericho, where he said if he lost, he would never challenge for the AEW world title. That promo was fantastic. I would put that promo up against any scripted promo WWE puts out because mm-hmm. there's no there's no beating Cody's promo on that. And that's the thing. And you can tell the passion when someone's able to actually give a promo where they're speaking as themselves and they're not just reading off a list. And I have a feeling Elias because uh, some people look at him, oh, he just knows how to do a few chords on the, on the guitar. No. No, the Elias, guy can play. Oh, he can play. He can play. Yes, because when they were in New Orleans for uh, WrestleMania 34, the night before, he was actually at a blues bar somewhere actually playing. Cool. You know, doing like well, a mini I, concert. I mean, well, I listened to that uh, that EP that he put out, uh, and the guy can play. Yes, you know, it's and not just a gimmick. He can he can play. Uh, did you happen to catch the event when they went to Australia a few years ago? Um, I cannot remember the name of it, and I don't know why they've only been there once uh, because they packed the place. But I was watching it live. Now they've cut this out of the. Um, the replay if you want to go watch it but mm-hmm. when he was in there with the guitar an acoustic guitar he started playing the intro to thunderstruck really yes and of course the crowd was just going crazy ah! yeah you know <laughs> and but and i get you know they cut it out of the the replays because i mean i get it copyrights and things like yeah. that uh but i mean it's the fact that he was just he knew how to get over with the crowd and and i think maybe because they couldn't figure out mm-hmm. you know, when they say the purgatory the crowd didn't want to cheer him or they didn't want to boo him. Yeah. But when you put him as a face, all of a sudden you're cutting him because he could, his promos were so good. That's why I think because he was writing songs. Yeah. Cause so, the thing is, yeah, they cut the legs out from under him by turning him face yeah. because the promo work was so much better as a heel. Yeah. I mean, it was still good as a face, but that dynamic that he had with the crowd 
worked so much better when he was a heel. Right. Because he was a, a cool heel. Exactly. Even like a cool but, heel. Because they, they would boo everything he said, especially when he talked about their hometown or talked mm-hmm. about the fans or whatever. But when he said WWE stands for walk with Elias, every That's person it. in that arena, it didn't matter if they hated him or loved him. Everybody recited that line. I'm pretty, Cause I'm pretty sure somebody went boo, but walk with Elias. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure, I may have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's like, I just, I don't understand. You've got all these people that you have nothing for, but then it's like you're booking this show on the fly. It's like they're booking WrestleMania, the absolute biggest show of the WWE calendar. They're booking it on the fly. Yep. And they're just like, they're throwing everything at the wall to see if it sticks. And that's not a good way to do things. And, no. Uh, and a two more bullet points I got for this. The Hall of Fame induction, mm-hmm. which normally that used to be part of Yep. WrestleMania weekend. It, it was always on the Saturday nights, of course. Yep. Now they're having it on the tail end of SmackDown the Friday night before, mm-hmm. which is not doing any justice to the Undertaker. They said that no. he's not. They did. They did say I think today he's not going to be the only inductee. Yeah. It's a little over a month away. Y'all need to figure out something out. Yeah, it's a little. But and usually by now they've already had, you know, three or four names at least. I think, I think time, they've run out of names of people who actually... Well, they have. Well, yeah. the, th- the thing is, they've run out of names, but they haven't. It's just right. they've run out of people that they want to acknowledge because right. the Midnight Express are still out in the Hall of Fame. And I know, the Min- I know they didn't work for WWE, but neither did the Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express worked like once or twice, and they said, oh, that counts. Well, they worked in that little NWA invasion thing that right. they did in like late like ninety eight. Um and, and they were they were part of that tag team battle royal for that WrestleMania. That's true. But they didn't work for right. you know, exactly. WWE. They didn't work consistently in WWE. They didn't win the tag team titles or anything like that. <clears throat> so it's like if they're can if they can get in, why is the Midnight Express in? Not in. Why is Ivan Koloff not in? A former WWE champion. He yeah. beat Bruno. He beat, he Bruno, beat Bruno clean yeah. in yeah. the garden. So why is he not in? Abdullah the Butcher is in their Hall of Fame. Never worked a minute in WWE. Now, he may have actually whipped out a fork and said, I will stab you. I mean, he might have. But <laughs> so, it's like, it's like why there are certain people throughout history of wrestling that aren't in the Hall of Fame that deserve to be and now you've gotten to the point to where it's like you've got the undertaker and then crickets because it's like yep. we don't know who else to put in our hall of fame i saw a picture someone posted the other day and i actually thought one of them was in but i guess it's the mandela effect on there bam bam big van yep. vader yep bam bam's not in vader's not in and, and see vader i thought was in and it's like so it's a no uh-uh. so nope. Vader's in just about every other wrestling Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but not that one. And regard and the, the reason, and I know WWE probably looks at it like, well, Vader Vader wasn't a big deal in WWE. That's your fault. You had big you had big Van Vader on your books, and you won. I'm a huge Shawn Michaels fan. 
Anybody but, that knows me knows that that's my favorite all-time wrestler. But but Vader should have mopped the floor with Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam that year. Mm-hmm. Vader should have walked out of that event as the WWF champion. Oh, he should have, you know, he should there have is, shot on yeah, him. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason why as hot as Vader was, because, I mean, he's coming off some good stuff he did in WCW. I mean, he had a great run, three-time WCW world champion. You know, he's yep. been the IWGP heavyweight champion. Yep. He's been, uh, him and Bam Bam were the IWG heavyweight tag team champion. Um, yep. You know, all this. He's won titles on every continent. But he goes to WWE and Shawn Michaels throws a fit because he works too stiff. So, because the plan, the original plan was for Vader to beat Shawn for the title until Shawn politicked and said Vader yep. worked too stiff and got the, the match result changed. And by having Shawn Michaels beat Vader, they took all the mystique away. You know, they took, they took mm-hmm. that, you know, that monster aura away from Vader and he never recovered. You know who else should be in there? Who? Cornette. Yes. Jim Cornette. Cornette. Yeah. And, and I get Cornette is extremely controversial because he does not know when to shut up because no. he does not want to shut up. And, no. though, and that's fine. But I mean, you can, and he's in a, and he's in a position where he doesn't have to shut up. Right. I mean, and, it's his, he has his own podcast. His, his podcast does extremely well. Mm-hmm. He can say what he wants. He, he's not he, on anybody else's dime. Exactly. And you look at all the things he's done. Across, you know, we need to do an episode just on Jim Cornette. And I think yes, we, actually, we do. We'd ought to invite him. Yeah. You know, now he may, he may charge us, <laughs> but, uh, but at least invite him to give, you know, give a listen and say, look, you know, I'm right up the road one way. Dwayne's right up the road the other way. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not too far away from you. Yeah. But, but to say, you look at everything. Jim Cornette has done everything there is to do in wrestling. Yeah. And including wrestling a few matches, yeah. you know, but he, he started out as a photographer and then he kind of moved up from there, you know, became a manager and became not just a manager. He, therefore he became like the manager. Yeah. He was yeah there for a while, especially, um, you know, there for a while it was Jim Cornette and JJ Dillon. Yeah. And then when the horsemen broke up because, you know, guys were going to WWE and all that, Jim Cornette was the manager. Yeah. He was, he, you and, know, he was and, the guy. And then Paul Dangerly, remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Dangerly yeah. showed up and yeah. they were kind of going against each other. But then, you know, he's been a, a promotion owner. I mean, he, he started Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yep. I and, mean, he was he was like, you know, he was an executive with WWE. He yeah. was a commentator. He was a manager. Things like that. Yeah, absolutely. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And if you had now, to whether say... He, whether he would want to be or not is another question, but he deserves to be there. Uh, I mean, he did induct the Rock and Roll Express in, and that's and true. They're the ones who asked him. Yeah, you know, he wouldn't have been there if they didn't ask him. Yeah, and you think about this: if you had to say who would you designate in wrestling to be the historian, it would be Jim Cornette. It's Jim Cornette, yeah, he, he's been the one to really try to save and archive everything. He's the one who yeah. actually he he basically he dumpster dived because he saw in in Georgia somebody was trying. To, they were throwing away. Mm-hmm. all these this old films and he's like what are you doing yeah and he yep. snagged he's like mine now you know and you know he's just has such a brilliant mind for wrestling i mean that's why on dark side of the ring you know when they they, they want to talk to somebody they go to Cornette. yep 
and you know the only and he doesn't really get like well he gets fired up and emotional one way but but you could tell how close he was to owen hart too Mm -hmm. yep and i don't know if you heard um i actually did listen to cornets after uh bobby eaton passed away Mm-hmm. that was that one was hard to listen yeah. to because yeah. i mean he, he was he i mean Bob, that was one of his best friends yeah you know but yeah cornet absolutely needs to be in the hall of fame and they're not even doing the hall of fame right and or the undertaker right this year because they're having it following smackdown at, or like at 10 mm-hmm. 30 we're going to do the induction well i know yeah i know it's a friday you know it's all part of wrestlemania weekend but still but here's I the mean, thing a lot of people still work on weekends yeah I mean, we're we're fortunate enough where we don't have to work on weekends, but I remember having jobs mm-hmm. where I had to work every weekend. Yep. There are a lot of people still have to work on weekends. So it's like, you know, you've got people that have just sat through SmackDown and then you're going to expect them to stay for the Hall of Fame induction. So you're going to expect them to stay another two hours at least and then right. drive home, you know. Right. So it's like, yeah, they're not doing nothing about WrestleMania this year is, in my opinion, is being done correctly. Not, not the booking, not the promoting, because all they're promoting is one match. Mm -hmm. They're just promoting their, their, all of their promotion has gone into Brock versus Roman. And here's the thing. They keep trying to get people to believe that this is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. It absolutely is not. Uh, I will say this until the day God calls me home. The greatest WrestleMania match of all time is still Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage at WrestleMania well, 3. Yep. That match, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania 17. Those are my top three for greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns is not going to t- ever touch in any of those three matches. No, uh, I'll even throw in TLC two at, also at WrestleMania yes. seventeen. Yes, yes. Uh, just because that match was just wild from yeah. a word go. Yeah. Um, uh, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yes. you know the. Yes. I saw. I'm sorry. Um, I love you. You know yes. that one. Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle from WrestleMania twenty one. Yeah. Um, the latter match, Sean, we were Sean a lot, Sean Michaels and Razor, <laughs> WrestleMania 10. Um, well, Sean tended to steal the show when he yeah, was there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? WrestleMania 10, Owen and Brett, the opening match. Well, yes. You know, yep. I, I want, yeah. I mean, there's just so many matches in this match because in my notes, Roman Brock, title versus title, not must see TV either. No, it's not because, I mean, we've seen it. I mean, I understand the dynamics different. <laughs> Thank but you, Craig with, Robinson. <laughs> I see it. We, I see it. <laughs> I mean, come on. I've already, yeah. I've, I've seen this match. You know, I don't. This I've isn't. Caught, this isn't Austin Rock. No, I've no. already caught, and that's what they're trying to. I feel like that's what they're trying to build it up as. This is this this generation's version of Austin Rock. A white, a white dude and a Samoan dude. Yeah, that's the only similarity. <laughs> That's and nothing end. nothing against Roman because Roman, like we said, Roman's doing the best work of his yes. career. But and Roman being Roman being the heel and Brock being the face is the only difference in the dynamic. Right. But we're still gonna get the same match. Unless Roman Reigns chokes out Brock Lesnar in the in the guillotine, we're gonna get the same match. 
Yeah. We're going to get Superman punches. We're going to get spears. We're going to get suplexes. We're going to get the yeah. same match we got the other two times. And that's right. nothing against either guy's skill set, but it's like they don't mesh well. They don't. They they just do not mesh it, well. And you would think that somebody with Brock's legitimate amateur mm-hmm. wrestling ability that the match his matches would be better. But no, I mean, I think and I don't think he's getting lazy, but I think he's just become so dependent. Well, on I don't think moves. I don't think it's lazy. I think it's just I think it's a lot of it comes from the top. I think it's like. Mm-hmm. This is what the this is what the current crop of fans want. They just want to see Suplex City and an F five. So that's what you give them. Give them, I, the bare, give them the bare minimum. And I know we know he'll never try shooting Star Press again. No, he yeah. should not. He, sh- I mean, because no. they well they didn't like seeing that to begin with. And then he almost broke his neck. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they didn't like. like. Yeah, they didn't like seeing him do it in OVW. And I mean, he did a pretty he did a, a oh, pretty good did. one. He did. But that that one at WrestleMania 19 was oh, Ooh, I, and was... I knew I knew it was going to be bad as soon as I saw the rotation because I'm like he did not get all the way around with that right, and yeah, but this I'm not looking forward to that match. Nope. I'll watch it just because I'm stupid and because I've well I've already paid for the network, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, same, and same. yeah, and one of the things about the first night. And I actually mentioned this uh, to Jay and Trey because they were actually talking about it on their podcast. And I put in the comments, the first night conflicts with the final four. It does. I didn't even think about that, but it yep. does. Yep. And uh, that, that's something they should have deconflicted. Do they not have a, do they not have a sports calendar? Oh, well, I mean, this isn't the first time they, they um, a few years ago, they had I think it was the rumble on and it was the same night as the NFL. I think it was the conference championships. Yeah. And what's going to happen is not only is they're, they're not going to get the viewership that they're looking for. Not the live viewership anyway, not the live viewership. They'll get, they'll get the on-demand viewership, but the live viewership they're not going to get because the final four trumps everything. It does. Then on Monday. and And then on Monday, if they were smart, they would talk to USA a network and be like, "Can we move Monday, Can we move Raw to Tuesday? Because yeah. we're our our ratings are going to be terrible because the national championship game trumps everything." Yeah, the only game, the only thing that would actually draw in more viewers than the Final Four and the championship game would be the Super Bowl. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Because and because every year, you know, it's March Madness. Yeah, and last year was like the first year that I've not done a pool in a long time, just because it's it's still kind of COVID. Yeah, yeah. With with the pandemic, you know? it's still things are still kind of up in the air. But yeah, but even still, it's like especially with restrictions being you know with them with places pulling back on the restrictions, March Madness is going to be in full swing by then, and especially Final Four time. So. Mm-hmm. And Carolina better do something because right now they're on the bubble. Oh. They're not they're not in, but I mean they're on the bubble, but they're not in. Yeah. First year with new coach, you That's know. True. And, yeah. Um, and Roy Williams, I mean, he he left there. I mean, he he didn't have anything left to prove. No, know? he didn't. Um, he actually ended up with a better record than Dean Smith. And that's mm-hmm. saying something. Yeah. You know, because Dean Smith to me is still one of the greatest coaches ever. Yep. You know, but Roy Williams, I mean, is yeah, you know, so uh, so Carolina, and depending on how they do in the next few games, they beat NC State the other night. 
you know, as, and I haven't really been keeping up with this one year. Maybe next year, once we're fully done with the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I can get into it a little bit more, you know, because it's kind of hard. I thought, oh, another game's canceled, with pandemic. I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's just great. You know, congratulations to Baylor from last year, their first championship yeah. ever, and they beat yep. an undefeated Gonzaga team. So there should have yep. been more drama there, but I just I could not get into it. You know, just yeah. because it just did not feel you know, basketball He did not feel... Yeah, didn't feel like March Madness. Then. It didn't. And, but either way, uh, last year's WrestleMania was not on the same weekend as the Final Four. Exactly. And it's like, where are your people that are... You know that there's people adding this stuff to the calendar. Where's your people that are like, oh, the Final, you know, final Four is this weekend. So we need to move WrestleMania either the weekend before or the weekend afterwards, yep. but it, it should not be the same night as the final four. If um, you're trying to get all this live mainstream attention from the casual fan, your casual fan is watching college basketball. Yep. And the next weekend would be better for WrestleMania because the weekend after that is Easter. Mm-hmm. And it's hard yep. to have WrestleMania on Easter weekend because a lot yep. of people are going places with their families. I mean, that's, yep. um, but oh, and the final four is in New Orleans, so mm-hmm. you got to think there is a New Orleans and Dallas and the big they're not that far away from each other. No. So if they're trying to get that live audience, guess what? A lot of them yep. are going to go to New Orleans to watch the final four. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, and even though the tickets have not even been bought yet, I mean, there's some people that will wait until they know their team is there and then gone, and that's yep. why they're not going to buy WrestleMania tickets yet. Yep, because it's like if they're going to. You know, especially with, you know, today's economy and everything, people just don't have the money to buy both. So they're going to pick and choose. And it's like, am I going to the final four or am I going to WrestleMania? I'm going to the final four. I'm going to final four. I'd go to the final four. I'd go to the final four. And, you know, it's obvious how big of a wrestling fan both of us are. Yes. And we'd both go to the final four. Yep. I'd say, you know (laughs) what? I'll pull a peacock on my phone and watch it. Exactly. (laughs) You know, exactly. I'll just yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. It's like, look, oh, oh, sorry. And then I put my phone down because <laughs> it's like, oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and the last time they were in Dallas was also in Final Four weekend. But I think I may have even made a remark to you. Like, this would be a perfect weekend because it was like um, Final Four Saturday in uh, Houston. And then wrestlemania sunday in dallas championship mm-hmm. game in houston on monday yep you know because and that's the way it was uh that year and in fact what year was that that was uh that wasn't no because carolina won it in 2017 mm-hmm. and i think they were in phoenix for that one um so hopefully it wasn't in 2006 i don't know because i know when carolina uh lost to villanova I'd actually fallen asleep during the game because I was having some sleep issues going on at the time. And I woke up mm-hmm. and I was, for some reason I had a dream that they had won. Then I woke up and I saw the thing and everybody's talking about what a great game it was. I'm like, can't be a great game. Carolina lost. But... <laughs> oh, it, it was a great game though. My wife and I watched oh, yeah. it. It was, it was great. Oh yeah. I've seen, of course. I mean, I've seen that shot so many times mm-hmm. and I just, I, I, even now I cry, <laughs> <laughs> but the next year, you know, when they yeah. took it to Gonzaga that year, that was a, that was also a great game. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but anyway, so 
now that you know we've kind of discussed yeah i'm not gonna say this year's mania is gonna just absolutely just be horrible but i'm not i don't think it i don't think it'd be horrible but i'm like with i'm like with this wrestlemania how it was with the rumble i'm not excited about it and i usually am excited about seeing wrestlemania yeah um it's always usually the one pay-per-view of the year that i'm like excited about because it's like man this looks like a really good card and this year is just does not there's not a whole lot that is interest me on this card makes me want to go yeah and i mean and i hope we're wrong i really do yeah i hope we're wrong and i hope they i mean i hope it exceeds expectations but the way they're going about the booking and the the promotion and everything it's just this, you know, this fly by the seat of your pants booking is not, it's not working. Uh, oh, well, we'll see. Yeah. You know, there's still a little over a month and we never know. I mean, what happened in like in the past, almost two and a half hours on Raw, uh, yeah. two and a half hours, they've had probably, you know, two and a half matches. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so. I, I, I'd say they've had two matches. And then 12 promos. Yes. And, 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 and two of those promos were at least 20 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because the very first promo, you know, but they've also had 15 commercials in that time too, yep. during the matches. I was going to say, and they will interrupt the best part of the match to yeah. have the commercial. Yep. You know, so, but anyway, um, Thursday, I don't have anything on the agenda, but we never know. Something may happen between now and well, then. Tony Khan is supposed to have a big announcement for um, Dynamite on Wednesday. Ah, okay. So, okay. not sure what that's not sure what that's going to be. Haven't haven't really seen any of their. You know, he's they're keeping it pretty tight lipped, but uh, yeah, he's supposed to. Have, he's been all over social media saying he's going to have a huge announcement on Dynamite on Wednesday. Um, I've also heard Vince McMahon is going to have some kind of a big announcement also. Um, let me go to the trending just to, on Twitter just to see trending with WWE Raw. Let me see. Um, okay, they already announced Bianca and Becky. We already knew that. Oh, I keep forgetting. It's pretty sad uh, that Carmella and Zelina Vega are the the women's tag team champions. I, I totally forgot because they well, have not been... Well, and the thing is, that's another one of those things where it's like, you know, Sasha and Bailey fought to get women's tag team titles. At the time, there was enough women on the roster to sustain tag team titles. Then they've released, they released a roster full of women, you know, over the last, you know, two years. And now there's hardly any women to compete for the tag titles. And they don't promote the women's tag team titles. Yeah. Half the time, I mean, it, it's an Carmella, anymore. Yeah. Half the time, Carmella or Zelina will come out for a match, and the, the ring announcer doesn't even announce them as one half of the women's tag team champions. Oh, oh, one thing we didn't mention about WrestleMania, just because it's like that much of a don't really care, is who's going to challenge Edge? I, from what I've seen, it'll be AJ Styles. And please, Edge, retire for good. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I'm already bored. I'm so bored with this too. 
he's come back. He's, you know, he's had a good run. Now he can retire on his own terms. He needs to retire because, I mean, he's on borrowed time. Yes. And, so, uh, and I hate to say that. I, and I, don't mean it, I don't mean any harm when I say that, but it's just, it's a fact. It was a miracle he was able to come back after he retired. Yep. You know. And he should so, have just stayed for a little bit, got his last match, yeah. and be done. Now it's been, it's what, three years later? Two, or at least two years later. Two years later, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was 2020, it was, that was the Rumble he came back because that was right before the pandemic started. Yep. He came back at the 2020 Rumble. He won the, Yeah. And... And then wrestled wrestled with his wife at this one, yep. yeah. Uh, and a match that surprisingly was not that bad. You know, it was actually entertaining. I mean, it wasn't it was it wasn't a that bad, match, but but it was just I just didn't care. <laughs> it, it, it was it was a bathroom break match. Yeah, you know, I just so, I went and made a snack. Uh, I just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I you know, I yeah made a snack, and that snack took a while. You yeah, know, <laughs> yeah, and it was a, still on when I came back. Yeah, I made a I made a Reuben sandwich. Now I'm going to take to make a Reuben. Yeah, yeah, uh, you I know. Do. But I tell you what, a good Reuben. Mm, I mean, yeah, it, there's something about a good mm. Reuben. Yeah. So, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, we'll figure out something because we always do. Yep. And you know, hopefully we have some good news, and we're I'm looking forward to seeing something. I actually texted somebody today and asked them if they need any more information. Uh -oh. from us right right you no know, so um i don't want to make that announcement just yet no you know, not until i actually see something yeah yeah you know so hopefully we've got everybody intrigued except for that you know there's a couple people already know what's going on yeah and they're looking forward to it so um but in the meantime we'll figure something out and see you god bless all right god bless